This week on House with Yard podcast, you have myself, Ryan, Robert, and we are joined by Robert's dad, Mr. Beaumont, for the entirety of the podcast. At the beginning, we're going to be breaking down the moves that are going on right now in this NFL offseason, and then we're going to be wrapping up the show with our favorite topic of the show. It's March Madness, everybody. So hear the hot takes that we have, see what teams we have making it all the way as we break down our brackets, break down some upsets, and keep an eye on Twitter. We're going to be posting everything that we're keeping an eye on, spreads, money line, over-unders. Watch out for it. So, without further ado, let's get to it. <laughs> Either way, you vetoed it. You still did it. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to take that one. I'm going to lock my hand. So, instead, we, we had we had trip, which ended up being fun. There were a lot of, a lot of crazy stories that came out of that. So, um, but yeah, okay, you guys ready to get going? Bring it on. Who knows? Okay. Do we want to uh, start real quick with just a little bit of NFL? Because I know March Madness stuff is going to end up taking up most of our time. Do we just want to like go over? Because I know you guys are Saints fans. You want to talk about Drew Brees ended up retiring? Am I, Saints, and... am I a Saints fan? Well, sure. You live in New Orleans. I'll count you as a Saints fan. Come on, you Tom may be Brady. a Patriots fan and Tom Brady, but I mean, you still live in New Orleans. You keep up with Drew Brees. Now I'm a Saints fan. I am. I am. Exactly. So, have, have they signed anything with Jameis Winston yet? I don't know or if they signed still up in there. I can taste some Hill, correct? Yep. Yeah. A ridiculous contract, but it's uh, it's going to become void after every year of the contract, I believe. Yeah, it's a four-year voidable every year, and it ends up helping them with cap space. I have no idea how the NFL cap space works, but oh well. It ends up helping them long-term. Incredible contract. uh, The Bears signed Andy Dalton for one year. Um, Apparently it came out, I think it came out actually today, what the Bears offered the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. They offered like three first-round picks, uh, two second-round picks, along with two starters. The starters weren't named, but they offered that for Russell Wilson. Seahawks turned it down. So now the rumor is actually that they signed Andy Dalton because the Seahawks were interested in Andy Dalton. So there's still a little hope. And they told the Bears that they're not interested in trading Russell Wilson at this time. So could that mean that they're open to trading him in the future? Who knows? But at this time is interesting word choice there. So is it it Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle or Seattle like doesn't really like Russell Wilson as much anymore? Uh, Go ahead. I think it's just Russell wants out because he's just kind of fed up with not having the control he wants. Yeah, I think Seattle wants him as long as he is just a player and not a player slash GM, you know, and that's what he wants. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But I he think just, he just Dalton, wants a lot. I think Andy Dalton is, is just giving the Bears a little leverage, you know, to make when they're ready to actually trade for Wilson or try to give him a little leverage <laughs> over Seattle. But how does that have to feel as Andy Dalton that you're just being used as a little chess piece, moved a couple uh, couple turns ahead, just of them trying to plan out what they're going to do with him? Yeah, I'm sure he'll just laugh all the way to the bank, though. I'd be all right with it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. He's making money doing it. I mean, it probably which, – which feels worse, what's happening to him right now or losing your job to a rookie? who never even had a snap, but immediately lost his job to him. Like, that's got a bite, too. What do you want to be Russell Wilson, who thought, I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the league. My team is thinking about getting rid of me because I just want to have a good team around me, you know? Yeah. So, I still think Bears are going to end up being where he goes. I mean, well, now, because the key teams he also wanted are now out of the picture for sure, but – it's uh, it's definitely fun seeing moves in this off season, but um, yeah, is it just before we keep going, anything else that you guys want to mention during this off season of the NFL? Talk about the Patriots. Oh, Patriots! 
Yeah, well, they're, they're making moves they never did when Tom Brady was there, you know? They never went out and <laughs> that's, paid that's, players. That's because they didn't have to. <laughs> they right. had Tom Brady. Exactly. Yeah, right? You know, Brady says, I'm leaving. I go win a Super Bowl. Now they're like, yeah, we got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're like the jealous ex. They're just going nuts all of a sudden after <laughs> seeing Brady do in Tampa Bay what he did. <laughs> exactly. I so, think yeah. keeping Cam has ended up being a good idea, though. At first, I was a little skeptical, but I kind of like the idea because he at least knows the franchise. He knows their, their program, and it's not I like think, they can get anybody else. I think he's going to be great, though, because if you – last year – I think he started off slow. I think then he got COVID, right? And then, mm-hmm. then yeah. he, had a, he had a stretch of games where he played really well. I think I think they're thinking this is his second year. He knows the system. If he stays healthy and they put some weapons around him, I think he's still good. I mean, he's still a good quarterback. Yeah. I think keeping him has ended up being a, a good move. So, but Who else the get? real question. Exactly. I, that's, that's kind of my line of thinking. There is nobody else really that they can go for. At this point, because, I mean, everybody else is happy, and I don't think they can get Russell. The only other QB on the market right now is uh, Deshaun Watson. But he's they're looking at Denver for trading him. Yeah, isn't he also in some kind of lawsuit or something right now? Trouble now. Yeah. I wonder if that's set up on uh, purpose. Houston did that. That's my conspiracy theory. Houston caused that problem. <laughs> really? <laughs> a good way to keep him at home. That's way, that way nobody's going to take them. <laughs> so, well, they, Houston's still actually – they're not trading them, that he's their quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that'll, that'll be interesting. Um, is there any update? Because uh, I'm sure you guys are at least following Joe Burrow's season, being LSU fans. Is there any update on him at all? I haven't even seen anything. Yeah, I checked out an update uh, as of two weeks ago, and he is walking. He's doing uh, just some PT, working out, but it's looking like he'll be able to start the season back at 100%. They say he's actually a couple months ahead of schedule with his injury and recovery. So things are looking up. They've been pretty vague as far as practicing what he's able and not able to do, but that's normal uh just to keep everybody on their toes but things are looking good now joey can i say just because i live here mm-hmm. doesn't mean i'm an lsu fan I, I, I go tigers i grew up watching real sports you know professional <laughs> football baseball basketball not the amateur stuff but the real sports <laughs> so i mean football's good but i mean come on it's not you know, that's all i'm saying <laughs> i guess you. You. <laughs> you know this mean there's Patriots, there's red sox celtics bruins I mean, real sports. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I, I got Nobody's you. Well, soon as... <laughs> this is the last time anyone's turning this on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as soon as we get some real sports actually getting played, then. Because right now, I guess there's not many real sports happening. But um, Okay. Well, anything else uh, NFL-wise? Well, Breeze, right? Are we talking about Breeze? Yeah. We, uh, well, I, I hit on him just to, for a brief moment. Him retiring. How how long ago was it? Was it? Yeah, he spent twenty years in the NFL, and then he waited until it was fifteen years to the date that he signed with the Saints before he announced his retirement. I don't think I realized that. That's pretty cool. I guess. Where is I like that. Where is he ranking quarterbacks? Uh oh, gosh, all time. All time. <clears throat> you know, that's tough to answer because I feel like he had an odd career arc in that when he was in his prime, New Orleans was not, like, the greatest. For a lot of his career in his prime, he, he didn't have that much talent around them. And then it was as he started declining a little bit that uh, that they started surrounding him with better talent. They got one Super Bowl out of it. Um, but, you know, he, he's up there, right? I mean, I mean, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. He holds a lot of the records uh, if Tom Brady doesn't take him back from him in the next year or so. So he's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah I mean, doesn't he have... look at stats, he's either first or second in all of the uh, all-time passing yards, touchdowns. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's tough to compete with his stats. <clears throat> that is if Brady doesn't beat him next year. I don't even like the word if, but here's the thing. I'm an old man. So we judge by rings. You know what I mean? So yeah. if, 
by rings, he's okay. <laughs> right? Oh, gosh. I mean, who would be ahead of him? I would take Brady, of course, Montana. He's Montana's four and oh in the Super Bowl, right? Other than that, I think Brady is the greatest player to ever change a team and a franchise. You know? And look what he did for college football. If Brady didn't if Brady went to Miami, Saban's still in Miami and never goes back to college. Yeah. Yeah, definitely some interesting what ifs with Tom Brady. Or it's like, or like, what if, uh, like, what if, was it Bledsoe that got hurt? Like, what if Bledsoe yeah. never gets hurt and Brady never starts that game? Like, what happens? I think Bledsoe injured his, his spine or his spleen or something like that back in the day. Yeah, that would, we'd never know who Brady was. Well, Bledsoe had a chance to get back in. He, he became healthy again, but, but never had a chance to get back in. Like, they didn't put him in. But he was healthy at the end. Hmm. When did that happen? Golly, don't ask me the year, dude. My brain doesn't work that way. A long time like ago. 2002 yeah. or something, right? Or something like that? that. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's long before I cared about sports. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was five. Bledsoe was like the team player who really encouraged and helped Tom Brady along. And like they're really close friends today. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I respect I that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I respect that a lot. No, that's, that's a lot of crazy what-ifs. Uh, all right, so Robert, as a Saints fan, do you not feel at all, like, led on with Brady not announcing any retirement at all and then just kind of – which it's cool that he did it 15 years on the day after he joined. But you feel it all led on? Because, like, everybody was saying, oh, he's going to play one more and try to get a ring. And then, nope, he's not. Not necessarily. He took a 23 or $24 million pay cut to give the Saints some cap space when uh, they were looking at some moves right after the season ended. And then right. he actually had a contract to start uh, doing some play-by-play -play commentary for, I believe, CBS starting this upcoming season. So mm -hmm. there were a lot of things early on that – kind of hinted at yeah he was moving on he's just waiting for something and then we figured out what that something was but my mom was actually in the grocery store and they played over the loudspeakers that there was a public service announcement that uh drew Brees has just retired from the new orleans saints so <laughs> apparently it's it's that newsworthy i guess i mean i feel like it is uh drew Brees is just kind of probably the best player that you guys have had. Yeah, he saved the city because before that, before Katrina or during Katrina, they were thinking about moving the Saints to... Um, L.A., right? No, it was uh, San Antonio, I think. I think they were thinking about moving really? to San Antonio. So he really saved the city, a football team. Oh, yeah. geez. I didn't well, know like, that. How, how many times are we going to see these players like Tom Brady, like Drew Brees? I know they spent... Tom Brady just won, and then Drew Brees four or five, but who spent the vast majority of their career with one franchise? Like I feel like you're starting to see that less and less in other sports too, and then NBA and Major League Baseball. You know, with with yeah. players, you know, not as patient, wanting to get where they have some control and whatnot. I don't know if we're going to see that that many more times. So it is kind of cool to see these guys who leave a legacy at one place, and who you know you. You know, they, they kind of define their franchise. Like, you know, the Saints are Drew Brees and the Patriots are Tom Brady. You can't even talk about those teams without those guys. So it's kind of neat. I don't know how many times we'll get to see that again. Yeah, well, at least in basketball, a lot of these guys grow up playing each other, playing on different AAU teams where they'll travel all over the country. And so by the time they get to college and uh, the NBA, they're buddies. You know, they'll play against each other when they have to, but – if they can join together and make a super team later on down the road, they're going to do it. So I think that you kind of lose a little bit of that uh, as a Celtics fan, the Celtics Lakers rivalry. And a lot of that stuff tends to die down because they've either already played together or they're trying to recruit each other or they're, they're just friends. You know, they don't have that, that fire. Yeah. They used to hate each other. Like they, some play, they wouldn't shake hands. Like, like, you know, back in the day, and I know I'm the old uh, get off my lawn, but back in the day, like you could punch somebody and that would just be a foul. 
Like nobody would get sent home. Nobody would get kicked out of the game. I don't know if that's better or worse. I always think it's better because that's the era I grew up in. But you could literally hurt somebody and they hated it. The fans, the cities, they felt that, you know. And now it's like, well, he's here, but he'll be somewhere else tomorrow. No big deal. Yeah. Well, you saw that in the Jordan documentary that came out, you know, last year at the beginning of the pandemic or whatever. Um, that like some of those dudes like still don't like each other and they haven't played on a court together in like 25 years and they still yeah. like despise one another. Yeah. And Isaiah right. Thomas in the middle of a lot of that. No, a lot of players from the eighties do not like it. And I believe the fact that Jordan kept Isaiah Thomas off of the Olympic team. If you watch that where, um, I don't know if you ever seen yeah. that, but I really believe that these, these guys did not like them. They didn't like them and they still don't like each other. So I think great. This. It's I gotta, great. It takes away from I think the one and done kind of takes away from college basketball because you don't grow up with like the Christian Leitner on the team from beginning to end. You know, you don't you don't see that. And I think you lose a little something with the fans because of that. Yeah. Except I think Real my boy quick. Grayson Allen did do it right. Staying his four years at Duke, you know, because <laughs> so many teams oh, wanted him in the NBA early. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I will throw myself under the bus really quick. I have still not seen any of The Last Dance. Wow. And it's been yeah. out for like a year now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about yeah, that. We're going to we're gonna have to have a podcast on The Last Dance. Yeah. Yeah, cut that I part out. That cut that part out. It. I was like, <laughs> I, I still haven't seen it. I don't know why I haven't seen it. I need to see it. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy to think about, too, like especially for myself uh only really caring about sports for like the last five years or so um there are plenty of rivalries that were around long before me that nobody really cares about anymore and that are just kind of squashed and aren't a big deal like for example auburn georgia that used to be a incredibly big rivalry and like my grandmother said that she only cared about beating georgia because even she was alive when I was alive and she, I would care more about Alabama, but she cared about Georgia. And I'm just kind of, okay, like, yeah, I care about that game, but I'd rather beat Alabama. That's one of That's the just kind of crazy to me. The coach has to win that game to keep his job. You win the game, you keep your job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, but, yeah, uh, and anything else before we go on to uh, college basketball? No. No? Okay, awesome. Uh, do we want to start off with uh, kind of like our bracket breakdowns, or do we want to do some March Madness trivia? Ooh, you have March Madness trivia. Trivia. All right, cool. So uh, I've got a lot of trivia uh, here. So we'll start with uh, I'll start with the easiest. Um, what's the biggest upset in March Madness history? Oh, the 16 seed over the one seed. I'm what was there. the 16th seed team? UMBC. It was the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. All right, very good. Who, I, all right, so now, I know that. <laughs> I don't know. How you well, that's know what that. it stands for. They're, aren't they the Retrievers? Isn't that their mascot? <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. I want you guys to look up when you have time. Villanova beating Georgetown for, for, um, for, for the NCAA championship. They, Villanova shot, I think, 80 it was either 78 or 87% from the field. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, is that, so that's, that was like four or five years ago, right? Oh, no, that was longer than that. that was, that's much longer. That was in the 80s. Was that Patrick Ewing? Oh, yeah. That was Patrick I, Ewing. Did, well, that's right. Yeah. Didn't, that didn't was a Villanova win just a few years ago? Am I making that? What's that? Yeah, they won one when I was in high school, I think. Yeah, this was this was a while. They were they were actually telling Villanova just to stay home so it won't be embarrassing, you know. And Villanova ends up winning the game. It's a it's an incredible story. It's something you got to look up. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Okay. So you're talking about the you talking about the '85. Just looked it up. The '85 tournament. I was thinking. I think of the 2018 one because that was when we were at Mississippi College, and that's when they hit that three with like 20 seconds left on the when he kind of tossed it back on the guy trailing down the court. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about 85. You're right. Say that again. They were cool before Nike came around then, right? Yeah. At least I think so. They were the Oregon Webfoots. Yeah, Webfoots. That is awesome. Why did they ever change their name? I don't don't know. know, But 
but they did. Um, who has the most NCAA uh, or who is the NCAA tournament's all-time leading scorer? I don't know yeah, if I just so stole who, a question from you, Joe. Who has the most appearances? No, no, you, you did not. You did not. North Carolina? No. You're thinking on the right track, though, with Blue Bloods. Duke. Nope. What? Kentucky. We'll just name all the yeah, teams. Yeah, Kentucky. <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, I said Blue Bloods. Yeah, it's, it's Kentucky. They have 58 uh, tournament appearances, and they have 129 tournament wins. Um, How many championships I, do they have? Oh, gosh. Uh, they don't have a lot. Right? They have eight. It, Single digits, isn't it? Yeah, all right. I was going to say, wow. I think it's single digits. Yeah, they're uh, right under UCLA. So, uh, my, my final question that I don't think anybody will get, what has gone down as arguably the most predictable March Madness ever? What year? Uh, mm. 1976. Was it 76 or 77? Nope. Ugh. I was thinking it was like 2019 or something. We had like three of the four, like one seeds make it, and then like a two seed or something. You are very close. <clears throat> In 2008, the tournament's final four included all four one seeds, Kansas, Memphis, North Carolina, and UCLA. All four made it into the final four. All four one seeds. Looks just like my bracket. <laughs> Looks like your bracket this year. Oh my chalk! <laughs> oh gosh! Hey, I have a I have a fun fact. I have another fact about the yeah. NCAA basketball tournament. I looked it up. Going back to the 1939, the the first ever NCAA men's basketball tournament. You know, the Oregon Webfoots won during the championship game. The championship game trophy was knocked over and broken while a player dived for a loose ball. Because the trophy broke, the NCAA lost $2,531 on the event, the only deficit that the tournament has ever posted. Took a lot. <laughs> yeah, because they broke terrible. the championship game trophy. <laughs> That's terrible. They put that thing in a cage or they don't bring it to the game? Somebody yeah, maybe don't leave it right there next to the court. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Some... <laughs> Somebody had to have lost their job on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to have been looked at like, what were you doing? Um, 2000 oh, trophy. Yeah. I, th I thought of one last one. Um, Mr. Belmont, I think you'd be the most likely to get this one. Uh -oh. um, what is the anthem of March Madness? The song that plays at the end of the championship game. It's something believe, right? No, is that a different sport? What is that? No. Oh, wow. Nobody, I'm, to be fair, I had no idea. I couldn't. Like, I know they play one song, the same song, but I couldn't tell you the title of it. So, but I figured if anybody would know, it would be Mr. Belmont. Oh. So, uh, it's one shining moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they play that. Um, but okay. Yeah, that's, well, that's it for the, the trivia stuff. Up, right? Yeah. Huh? Once you said it, I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the uh, the trivia stuff, unless Ryan has another random one. Um, or if oh, I got anyone else does. Um, okay. Well, then uh, we'll break down the uh, conference championship kind of stuff uh, and what we saw kind of leading into what we'll – we're feeling in the bracket and then we'll just kind of break down the bracket. Um, so I guess we'll start with, so I'm very thankful that Auburn has our self-imposed band because uh, my team didn't lose in the <laughs> championship game. Uh, unlike the uh, two teams that y'all are fans of. So I guess we'll start with Ryan, uh, Florida state having almost 30 turnovers losing by five. Um, what, what did you take away from that, Ryan? Um, it's a pretty sloppy game. I, I was very surprised that they actually like stayed in it and even led for a period of time with the sloppy as they played. But and that was a couple games in a row. The game before that, and they beat North Carolina, they had over 20 turnovers. 
So, I mean, if they can, if they can almost win the ACC by playing that bad, they could be pretty dangerous if they could cut down on their turnovers. But that's, that's a big if with the way they've been playing. Yeah, you know, they had they had two good years in a row. They made it to the Elite, let's see, the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16 two years ago. And then uh, last year they were set up, it looked like, for a pretty good tournament run. A lot of people were picking them as the dark horse until, of course, as we all know, the tournament didn't happen. So they've played pretty well in recent years in the tournament. So I'm hoping that that trend continues. I think – I think their bracket's somewhat favorable. Probably not the, just the greatest outcome, but it could have been a lot worse. I got them going deep, Ryan. I got them going deep. See, I'll, I'll take it. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so far, uh, according to CBS, uh, most people in CBS have them making it Sweet 16, um, which I can tell you I definitely have them going there. Um, but yeah, so then next there were a few other like Pac-12. Uh, none of us really care about that. Oregon State won seventy to sixty-eight against Colorado. Um, in the Mountain West Championship, you have San Diego State beating Utah State sixty-eight fifty-seven. In the Big East tournament, you have Creighton losing to Georgetown seventy-three to forty-eight. That was. Uh, the second biggest loss, I think, of the, the finals, I believe Houston and Cincinnati had a much bigger uh, separation of points. Um, but, yeah, and then on Sunday you had Illinois and Ohio State, which ended up going into overtime. Uh, so I think both teams are going to be uh, wanting to – Illinois wanting to continue – uh, their kind of run and Ohio State looking to bounce back from a 91-88 loss. Um but yeah, Houston won to Cincinnati 91-54. And Alabama beat LSU 80 to 79. So I think LSU actually looked really good that game. Hey, can we talk about Georgetown just for a second? Do you think no, that's I want to skip it? You want to skip Georgetown altogether? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it because Creighton's going far farther than what you're telling me. It's not a, it's not about the team. It's not about the team. <laughs> Do you think oh, Patrick let's talk about it. I think I know what we're about to talk about. Do you think Patrick oh, Ewing should have got so upset over that? He definitely deserved to be upset over that. Yeah. I mean, I thought he, it was hilarious. He yeah. built Madison Square Garden basically with his own hands, and they had no idea who he was. But also, I think mean, about it from this way. Isn't he like seven feet tall? So it's like, who else would that be? How many seven-foot-tall humans are walking around Madison Square Garden? There's got to be a picture of him somewhere. There's got to be. Like, a I think they have like a statue of him there. They didn't know who he was. <laughs> he kind of lost his cool for a little bit. But I mean, maybe the guy working there was like 20 years old or 21. You know what I mean? I don't know. But somebody needs to say that guy, that guy. You see that guy? Who is he? Before you say, do you have permission to be here? Yeah. I mean, he's probably just doing this for <laughs> a little part time job, making some money, saving up for college. And now he's embarrassed on national television. If he still has a job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Poor guy, he's trying to do his job. He gets shredded. It's <laughs> terrible. I mean, I mean it, you got to know who he is, though. If you're working security there, you need to know. It's just I like if you're if if you're working for Apple, you need to know who Tim Cook is. Like, if you, you know, don't know who he is, from Patrick Ewing's point of view, I think he's been underrated his whole career. He played dur during the Jordan era. He never got to the finals. He, I mean, actually, I think he got to the finals, but he's never won a championship. And he's a great player, always underrated. Now you're in your own house, and they're like, who's that guy? What's yeah. he doing here? You know? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it looks like there's actually a quote from him. I didn't see there was a quote. Uh, here, let me, pull, <laughs> let me pull it up. Everybody uh, in this building should know who the hell I am. That was his quote. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's his his quote. He says everyone in this building should know who the hell I am, and I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. I was like, "What the hell is this Madison Square Garden?" <laughs> they have I mean, this, it is, but his jersey is hanging from the rafters. Yes. <laughs> oh that boy. Guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's definitely embarrassing to be that security uh, kid. But, um, yeah, so outside of that, um, only big game that I at least watched was Bama-LSU. And I know uh, for Robert, that 
that definitely was was not the best. But uh, I think LSU ended up coming out real strong. Uh, that kid you guys have, Smart, basically any time he shot the ball, you guys got points. So that's pretty frustrating, I know, for Alabama. <laughs> yeah, but, Smart and Watford uh, played pretty well. And I watching the game, I thought that the problem was rebounding. But, I mean, when you look at the box score uh, – LSU had 43 rebounds and Alabama had 50. So it's not too big of a difference. I think what really killed LSU is they have absolutely no depth on the bench. Every single one of their starters was playing 30 plus minutes all game. And all of their bench players combined scored a whopping zero points. Yeah. Yeah. So That's I mean, that, it's, it's just brutal especially when you're playing against a team where Alabama came out and every single player except for one had double-digit minutes. No, not really. There wasn't anything else that was uh, that exciting. Yeah. No, nothing else super crazy except for uh, really Florida State and the Georgia Tech matchup and then Bama-LSU. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Let's get into – Can I talk about my – I don't know if it was for the week or what, but my biggest wimp of the uh, of the college basketball is uh, is Duke. Oh my gosh! <laughs> These guys are too good to go to the NIT. They're too good for that. That's the, yeah. what, I'm afraid they're going to lose. Why wouldn't they go? I, who knows? But the best part to me is the NCAA did come out and they stated that everybody, every team that had a COVID test during their conference. Uh, little tournament they were still eligible to be selected so they did not get selected because they just were not good and i genuinely love that they came out and said that (laughs) so that that was great duke came out and said because they opted out of all non-conference basketball games for the season because of the pandemic and right there was definitely a flip side to that because their team is not as good as it was in years past but they did tell the selection committee, if selected, we will play in March Madness. We'll join the bubble. We'll go to Indy. When they didn't make it and it was time for the NIT, they opted out. And, I mean, yeah. that is, that's pretty wimpy. I mean, you can't say that you're going to play one tournament, not qualify, and then don't go to the other. That's just not the way to do it. It's not classy. No, and I'm, I'm slightly convinced that it was Coach K that – he probably planted some kind of COVID test just so he could uh, end the ACC tournament on a win. And then he was just like, oh, look, like I know I'm not any good to, to win it. And Joey with the conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. I've been on the sideline right now, and I'm one of those replacement teams. I'm sending some COVID pizza to somebody, right? Yeah. I'm sending <laughs> to get yeah. in, to bribe yeah. in the lab, something. Yeah. Yeah, you got it to something out there. I know um, – I think it was Oklahoma State, I think, who actually just got a positive COVID test. Um, I think it was actually today. I think it was them who had one. So, it's just one player. So, he's going to have to sit out, and they'll st- they're still set to play. But, um, you know, I, I'm fully prepared for COVID to end up being the reason my bracket busts. <laughs> Yeah, so Oklahoma State's actually still eligible to play. Uh, I don't know if you guys All you got to do is have five guys, I think. Yeah, it's just five. And you can travel without – you don't have to travel as the entire 34-person party. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're still set as long as it's just this one test. Yeah, I'll go over the, the little COVID guidelines from the NCAA really quick so everybody's on the same page. But yeah. teams are required to produce seven consecutive days of negative test results. If you want to play in Indianapolis and San Antonio, where the men's and women's events are being played. Uh, so the requirement includes every member of the school's allotted 34 person travel party. But if some members are ruled out by a positive test, you can travel separately from your party, but the people who are joining later still have to follow the seven days of a negative test protocol. They can just come back at a later date and you need to have five players. 
but if during the uh, during the course where it's too late or you have an outbreak on the team, then the team would have to forfeit the game. And the first priority in forfeiting or not, you wouldn't have to forfeit the game, but your team would be removed from the tournament. And the first priority for a replacement team is actually an in-conference team. If you are, uh, what's the exact language that they use? Uh, a one-bid conference. So if your school is from a one-bid conference, that is you're the only team from that conference, then the selection committee would pick a team from your original conference to replace you. If you're from a conference with multiple bids, the selection committee would pick the four uh the next up from those four replacement teams after today at 6 p.m. You cannot. So today was the deadline. Uh, and so pretty much the bracket set now. Yeah, the bracket is set. If mm -hmm. there's any COVID tests coming up positive where you have less than five people who are eligible to play, you just forfeit the game and the winning team gets a bye. And it was a seven day, you said? A seven-day But teams test. like Cleveland and Iona, they probably just need one day, right? Because they're going to be gone soon anyways. Oh, yeah. Well, Iona practice. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need that. that, that but we got to make sure you're going to be good for the next eight days. Well, they're not going to be there the next eight days. <laughs> to the hotel. In the home. Des says, how many days are going to be here? And he's like, one. And the guy beside him is like, oh, a couple of weeks or so, you know. Did you eat your bags, Carrie? No, we're just dressed for the game. We don't need anything else. We're ready to go. <laughs> what if what if somehow like Gonzaga ends up getting a positive COVID test and then this goes down as because I, I guess technically if you forfeit I mean you, you still lose so that's a 16 right. seed winning over a one I mean they didn't play but 16 seed advances well that's why this March is is on pace to be crazier than all of the ones in years past, because just one COVID outbreak can destroy a person's bracket. All right. So is, are we going to set any kind of over under for uh, how many rounds we get to before somehow some kid gets COVID and then it just gets mass spread and they have to shut down the bracket again? I think they should just oh, tell gosh, every yeah, Every team should just play defense like the Nets, and then nobody will get COVID because they'll be six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> be like watching the oh NBA All-Star game. Exactly. I was about to say, this is going to be the All-Star game. <laughs> nobody will get COVID. They'll be fine. I'm going to make a bold take, a bold prediction. I bet no team gets disqualified because of COVID. No. Uh, I did. Hear What's the over under? What's the over under for? I, I don't. I don't know. I feel like probably Browns. How many? Two. Two. So you think we make it to the second round and then we're done? And then somebody gets COVID. Yeah, I think second round and then a team comes out with COVID. Uh, and then a team comes out with COVID. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I'd probably take. Team, is it gonna be? Which team has the most one-and-done players that are going to party when they're not supposed to party to go out and get COVID? Who's that going to be? It's going to be the team? team that gets the biggest upset because they're, they're going to think they're going home and then they're just going to go celebrate or something. I mean, I could see LSU getting COVID. I could see those guys out partying. Isn't there uh, just about every year, isn't there a 15 seed that beats a two seed? I think or something so. like that, or like a thirteen that beats, or a fourteen that beats a three. Well, there's always twelve over five. Crazy Yeah, I thought there was always a twelve. Oh, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Who, whoever wins that would would do it. And I know uh, I've heard some people are saying Winthrop is the team to watch against Villanova. So I, I mean, I guess if they end up upsetting Villanova, they'd probably get it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess because then they go out immediately the next round. So. They might as well take advantage of what they got. So, uh, yeah, all right, so we'll set the over-under on the second round. I'd take the under off that. I think a team's going to get COVID immediately after their game. Well, um, now they have those contact tracers. They're like the little uh, – they're about the size of a domino. Players are putting them in their socks while they're walking around on their lanyards. And whenever you get start getting too close to somebody else – They'll start beeping, and the NCAA is tracking who's getting close to who. What? So if an outbreak does happen, 
you might have more than one team getting kicked out because they're all just around each other. I mean, they're playing. Look, I'd be getting my walk on and I'd be sending my walk on over to like the one seat hotel. Hey man, go hang out with your star player. <laughs> I think it, who is it? Is hey. it Loyola Chicago? I think they're giving all their little trackers to Sister Mary. Is it, <laughs> you know, she's not going anywhere, right? She's not going anywhere. Isn't that her name, Sister Mary? That woman? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, She'll be now that, that lines up perfectly. That lines up perfectly with my idea of the the football teams getting that one player that's expendable. And you just tell them, like, hey, target the quarterback's legs, like, take him out for the year. That lines up perfectly with that. You always, you got to have that one player that's like, hey, you suck. So we're going to put you on the team and you're just going to go and you're going to ruin everything else for the other team. Well, the, the NBA <laughs> had that back in the day. They always had a goon at the end of the bench. If things would get out of hand, they'd send this guy in to kind of give somebody an elbow to the head, you know? I mean, that was a thing back then. Was it really? Oh, see, we need to bring that back. I'm I'm convinced that if the rest of the sports went the hockey route and would let me fight it out, like the viewings for all these sports would just skyrocket. If players in the NBA could just duke it out when they get mad at each other, like I I would gladly watch that. I'll tell you what, you got to look up. You ever see uh, Kevin McHale taking out Kurt Rambis? Celtics Lakers. Uh, he looked like oh, Kobe. it's a good one. What's that? It's a good one. Yeah, I mean, he literally clotheslined him, and that was just a foul. Oh, geez. Yeah, I'll need to look that up. That <laughs> was before the cupcake era that we're in now of the yeah. NBA, though. Well, Robert Parrish once punched Bill Lambert, I think, three or four times, and the ref let it go because he knew what kind of guy Bill Lambert was. Those are those are couple. Well, that, you that's, check. that's a little corrupt, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Very. Um. Awesome, yeah. Well, I'll need I need to look those up, man. I was I was born in the wrong era of sports. I like watching people just duke it out. They will so, do it. Um, awesome. Well, do we want to we want to get into breaking down uh, our brackets here? I'll go first with a little upset alert that I've got going on here. All right, go for it. I've got Michigan State beating nice. UCLA and making it into the bracket and then beating BYU in round one. I don't have Michigan State going too far, but I think they definitely make it past the first round after that. Yeah, because next round you'd have them playing Texas, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, they'd lose out to Texas for sure, but that's a that's a big upset, I think. Michigan State's just eh, and especially not playing on their home court. What were those the, – the times that they beat, um, like, Illinois and – Michigan, where was it? Was that at Michigan State or was it an away game for them? Or do you know? Well, I know that Michigan State Michigan State beat Michigan at home. I don't know about their Illinois game, but I can look it up. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's definitely a big upset. Mr. Belmont, do you have any big upsets? You have Michigan State in your Sweet 16? Yes, I do. <laughs> what? Yeah, do you yes, have I them, do. Do you have them beating Texas? I have them beating Texas, yes. And then losing to who, Alabama? Alabama, yep. How far do you have Alabama going? Elite Eight? Nope. Going to the Final Four. Oh, gosh. Uh, golly, Alabama fans would be insufferable if that happened. My word. <laughs> just imagine if they actually win the national championship if they do no. that then they're uh they're the second team in history to have done it i think florida's the only other team to have won the national championship they, they, of football they, and basketball yeah. they, so, they I, mean, that because I didn't pick them <laughs> okay you have the one perfect bracket that's it this is it baby right here baylor all the way <laughs> uh okay well my uh <laughs> only big upset that i've got uh, is Gonzaga losing uh, second round? Really? I think that they are. Yeah, I I think that they're just overrated. Um, I think their strength of schedule has been absolute garbage, and they haven't played anybody. And I think playing either Norfolk or App State, that's going to be uh, definitely. It's an easy win for Gonzaga, but I think that's going to be a little more of a wake up call and be like, okay, we're here and we're actually playing somewhat decent teams that deserve to be here. And when they go up against – I have them going up against Oklahoma. When they go up against Oklahoma, 
That's uh, going to be tough. If they make it out somehow, Creighton's going to beat them. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's my upset. Ryan, do you have uh, any upsets? I, I kind of like uh, I kind of like Ohio over Virginia in round one because Ohio's kind of they're a 13 seed, but like their net rating and whatnot's pretty good. They're pretty up there. They have like a top 20-ish, top 15-ish offense in college basketball, and then you factor in. Uh, Virginia with their kind of COVID uncertainty. They're going to play, but I think I saw where they can't even practice until like tomorrow for a game that's Saturday. So um, I kind of like Ohio to take down Virginia in round one. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that with COVID's just messing them up. Um, oh, another one that I like is Syracuse over San Diego State. Uh, I like Syracuse winning that game too. Um yeah, any other upsets, uh, Mr. Belmont, Robert, Ryan? I also have Anything Ohio. Major? I have Ohio also. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, also, sit, when you when we're done, uh, send me your brackets, and uh, we'll tweet them out. Uh, that way our, like, three followers can see them, which I'm hey, pretty sure. What the answer to this, I don't know if you guys would know. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. Do you know who's won, like – has more teams won with seniors or the teams that do like the one and done players? Would you know who has won most of the? You know what I mean? Who's gotten furthest in the tournament with doing that? Well, what I think I mean your one and dones. I think fare better overall, just because you know that's usually your Kentuckys, your Kansases, your North Carolinas, your Dukes, who are who more times than not are very good. But I think when you see some of these crazy out of nowhere upsets, a lot of times it is like. They have a starting lineup of like five seniors and four yeah. of them have started for three years and they've just played together forever kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah. I, I've said it uh, a lot and I still stand by it. Um, Auburn had a real good team two years ago. Um, but the, the reason we had a really good team was because everybody who was starting was a senior. And they had played for forever. So they had so much more experience playing together. So they were able to just kind of dominate. Um, which, of course, then we fouled like idiots. So <laughs> there was that. But uh, yeah, let's see. I'm well, actually really, I think you'd now. probably want like you'd probably want to blend both of those in like your best case scenario. Like I think that's one reason Florida State's been so successful the last couple of years is they usually have one or two kind of five star super talented one and done type players, but they're surrounded by these dudes who have been in the program for four and five years who have kind of worked their way to where they are. And so you kind of get this good blend of like really high floor players, but also kind of that next level NBA type talent too on the court. Yeah. Probably is the best scenario to have. That's why you got to have those one and done players like Zion, but those leaders and uh, mature guys like Grayson Allen on the floor. Is he still in the NBA? Yes, he is. is he? Okay. Plays for the Jazz, Grayson. Right? Yeah, he plays for the Grizzlies I, now. Oh, that's right. That's get, right. Wait, he got traded. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody wanted him. <laughs> so, yeah. What? Don't act surprised. Wasn't he on the G League? Wasn't he on the G League for like forever? Yeah, he had a two-way contract. G League got called up. Played for the Grizzlies. He's hurt now, but he was playing pretty well. Uh, he did have the highest shooting percentage on the team for a minute. How many shots did he take? Seriously, <laughs> what did he take? Three shots? He made them all? <laughs> what is that all about? Is that what he did 10 points a game this year? That's not too bad. Yeah. Eight points. Okay, so here's two. Oh, my gosh. So, so here's a chart um, that actually breaks down the uh, percentage of minutes in the games played by one-and-done players. Yeah. And, and – uh, I think the this is only considering the uh, 2000s, um, but there's only <clears throat> one, two, three, four, five uh, teams that a one-and-done player played more than 50% of the minutes. All of the others, a one-and-done player played 30% or less. Um, so at least the one and done players didn't have a huge role. So like the winning the title, Kentucky and oh uh in twelve, they had a one and done player play more than fifty percent, Duke in fifteen. Um 
both of those won titles, but then like Villanova in 18, that was the year they won, uh, Ryan. Then uh, mm-hmm. UNC in 17, they had a one-and-done player that barely played any minutes. Wow. So, yeah. Um, so I think it's just kind of a little bit of a mixture. Yeah, so the, so the mixture is best, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but that one player yeah. for Kentucky in 2012 was Anthony Davis. <laughs> for a good one player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at least he was he hurt. I was just going to leave names out of it, but okay. No, he wasn't hurt that was year. He, was he injured that year too? Because he's been injured every other year. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. Forced a trade. Yeah. No, he's injured right now. I no, still snake, but that's a different topic. Yeah. You know, uh, my brother was uh, at the Red Lobster with his girlfriend, and Anthony Davis was there, and she went over and asked him for an autograph, and he said no. So that that's that's not a favorite player in his household anymore. <laughs> Very exciting story there. Why would why why would he turn down an autograph? Like I, I think can't I do that a lot. Eat dinner, but I mean, why like, is he at the Red Lobster? Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's another really good question. He's not getting paid enough to go somewhere a little nicer. Afford better than that. Um, you are. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, I guess because uh, it's kind of hard to break down the entirety of the bracket. Um, so I guess we'll just do like we just want to do like a lead eight to championship game. Do final four in championship. Final four. OK. Uh, who wants to kick us off? You're going to love mine. Here you go. You ready? Gonzaga, of course. Baylor. Yeah. Oklahoma State and Alabama. Oh, gosh. Of course, Baylor Baylor is winning. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, (laughs) who's playing in your your championship game? Oh, Gonzaga and Baylor. Gonzaga, Baylor, and Baylor's winning? Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay. So you definitely have – Pretty heavy one seeds getting there. <laughs> uh, all right. Then uh, I guess uh, Robert, give us yours. I promise I have some upsets throughout my bracket. I really do. Chalk it up. But my <laughs> final four, uh-huh. all chalk. I mean, I've got all one seeds. My championship game is Gonzaga and Illinois. And I think they'll pull out the perfect season and win it all. 76 uh. You can write it down now. Gonzaga will have a perfect season and win March Madness. Oh, we can't let that happen. When was the last time that happened? Didn't it happen with uh, Indiana? It was 19, either 76 or 77. Yeah, I, I want it to stay that way. I don't want Gonzaga to be the next team to do it. VK, uh, <laughs> what, what you got? I have uh, Gonzaga, Colorado, Baylor, in Oklahoma State with the Gonzaga-Baylor championship, Gonzaga winning it all. Golly, okay. I'm just like the odd one out, aren't I? I guess I am since I have – Yeah, wait, that's a good question. Explain that. What? You said Colorado? Yeah, yeah Colorado. Dude, I have – Yeah, Colorado. I, I, I think I they're, yeah. a, they're a, a kind of they're kind of an underseeded team. Um, I just kind of like where they fall in the brackets. They're, they're paired with Michigan, who's the lowest one seed. If they can beat Georgetown, who was kind of a, shouldn't have been in the tournament, but just happened to win their conference tournament, they're playing a Florida State team that's kind of been slumping that I think they could probably, they could probably take advantage of, which part, I partly make that pick, so that way I'm not as upset if Florida State loses because then I pick them, so I have at least something to be happy about. And then um, – but the other half of that bracket, I, I don't see any teams that really just kind of scare me. So I kind of like Colorado to make it. So just pointing it out, a majority of the brackets on CBS have Colorado not even making it through their first game. I mean, that's fine. A majority of people can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Uh, mine, I've got uh, Iowa, I've got Baylor, I have Michigan, uh, and I actually have Illinois. So mine's also still pretty heavy on the, the one seeds. And then I have uh, Michigan playing Illinois and Michigan winning it all. But I don't know. That's likely going to change. 
So we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of see what I end up putting in. That's just a gut feeling one though. I feel like you got to make this one with gut feelings. I feel like with COVID, there's not a you know there, there's I mean it's March anyway. There's no rhyme or reason for any of it. But um, yeah, any other like huge major upsets? Because I know like Robert, you said you you do have uh, other ones. Anything else like major that wasn't discussed at all? Yeah, watch out for Colgate. Uh, I've got I've got Colgate all the way to the Sweet Sixteen when they lose to Ohio State. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You have them beating Arkansas round one. Optic White. <laughs> yeah, hey, Colgate. Colgate is playing Pepsi. most points in the country after Gonzaga. How are yeah, they going to get through Arkansas? Colgate's averaging six points a game. That's great, but Arkansas. Now, granted, that's against nice. local high schools, but still a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arkansas, from what I've watched, at least just in the SEC, they get to the line like crazy. Like that's just gonna. There's no way Arkansas is gonna draw a million fouls and win win the game off of free throws. Arkansas lost to LSU. Yeah, they had to lose at some point. They had to get it out of the way. That way they can keep going. Because I have Arkansas making it Elite Eight. I have them making a good run. I have them beating Ohio State. I've got Colgate beating Arkansas and Texas Tech to get to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I've got Ohio State. Sweet 16. Oh, I mean, I hope it happens. Daddy had some underdogs. He wasn't lying. Yeah, I mean, my final yeah, four scale one. I've got some crazy stuff going on in March. Yeah, you you have a lot of crazy stuff. Um, Fun fact: Colgate has never won an NCAA tournament game. This is the time. But this is the highest they've ever been seeded. Also, this is I it. Like this is the it. To continue. The streak is going to continue. Um, He's got Colgate and I. <laughs> um, oh, oh, so I did, I did hear a theory. Oh, I want to run it by you guys. Uh, so I heard a theory that is spreads don't matter. The theory is the favored team either covers the spread or the underdog just wins the game. Flat out. What are your thoughts? So, like, um, I, I don't know. Give an example. Um, Alabama is favored by, I think, 17 points right now. So, either Alabama wins by 18 or more, or Iona just beats them. And I've heard, th- I've heard this theory today, and it's honestly just kind of really confusing me. Um, because I feel like an underdog could just cover a game, but uh, there's a whole theory that. Okay, wait a sec. Stop, stop, stop. I just, sorry, I have to interrupt you. I just noticed something. We have to go back to Colgate. Uh-huh. Colgate is, I, I have read nothing about Colgate other than I saw their offense. They're 14 and 1 on the year, but they have only played five different teams. They played four games against uh-huh. Army, seven games against Boston University. Four games against Holy Cross, three games against Bucknell, and then Loyola. Those are the only teams they've played. That's weird. Okay, I, I would like to ask Robert a question now. Did you know this going into picking Colgate? <laughs> okay, I actually did know this because I have <laughs> Plus and saw all of their past games and stuff. <laughs> I don't know, man. That makes this okay. So okay, so part of it is some of these were postponed and canceled, so they only played five games against Boston University, but they did go five and zero. So there you go. <laughs> only five games. My question is, how much free time does he have to see every Colgate game? <laughs> well, thanks to ESPN Plus that I steal that you pay for. Oh, jeez. It all popped up on one screen. <laughs> hey, you got to grind <laughs> to get that perfect bracket, man. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, so Col- Colgate right now is naturally the underdog. Arkansas is favored by eight and a half. Um, 
You and this podcast episode is brought to you by Colgate Optic White Toothpaste. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Joey, we should just keep track of this theory for the tournament and see how it goes. Because I kind of feel like yeah. it's not true. I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep track of it. Uh, with hearing it today, I was just kind of like, "Oh, okay." That I, I feel like it's not true. Um, but especially there, there's some games that are just pickums. Um, yeah. So like th- there, it's not. Uh, you're you're naturally not able to bet on a spread, but um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep track of it. I'll post. Uh, I'll, st- I'll shoot out a. Twitter tweet uh, <clears throat> and kind of keep an uh, updated tally. But, um, yeah, so that's something to, to keep uh, an eye out for. But, like, all right, so I, just because I'm looking at it because I was thinking about this theory, Houston is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Like, that whole – the theory rides on they either win by 21 or Cleveland State wins the game. You got to put that to the test. You got to get some money out. Put that to the test. Yeah, throw a hundred on Cleveland. Let's go. Wait. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. I get a thousand. Why, why, why are we playing with chump change? Because <laughs> that's what we're playing with here. Uh, that's that's what I've got to play with here. I don't have I don't have the big money yet. We're getting there though. We're getting there. Um, yeah, started out with a little, and now we're at a lot. So. Um, but yeah, no, we'll we'll be picking something, uh, and like I tend to do, I'll tweet out uh, the picks for our like fifty listeners, since we actually do have listeners. But uh, I'll tweet out the picks that we're feeling. Um, but yeah, so anything else going into to March? Do you guys want to talk about it all? Just want to say I appreciate you guys having me on here. Next time you come to town, I'll take you to Neely's Pizza on Highway Twenty Two. Not that that's a paid endorsement or anything. But Neely's Pizza Hut. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I look forward to next time uh, I'm down for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll not have free pizza to about it. I'm looking at their menu right now. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are, Ryan. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, what about the basketball team over in Europe or Germany? Or... Oh, the London Lions. Well, the London Lions. Oh, the London Lions. The London Lions. That's a good question, Brian. Make you kept up racket and win a game. You know, I I have I am a, a diehard London Lions fan, so I have absolutely been keeping up with them and uh, and their season this year. Um, so they, they started off strong. No, no, I'm not googling at all. Uh, no, they started off strong. You know, they lost. Well, I said that they lost a couple games at the beginning, but they went on a winning streak. You know, they beat the likes of the. Cheshire Phoenix and the Manchester Giants. Um, then they, they had some COVID issues and some games canceled later in the year. They did not finish as, as strong recently. Um, but, as a matter of fact, this Saturday they played the One Health Sharks of Sheffield. So we'll, we'll be tuning into that game to watch uh, the English Institute of Sports in Sheffield. Uh, but, yeah, they're doing well. They're, they're um, towards the top of the standings right now in whatever league this is they play in. So, yeah, strong season for the London Lions. Probably played more games than Colgate, right? <laughs> As a matter of fact, <laughs> they have. <laughs> <laughs> Did they play more teams than Colgate? Yeah, that's the question. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, good. As long as they played more than five teams. Um but yeah, awesome uh, London Lions update. I guess we'll catch them uh, in the next season. Um, but yeah, uh, Mr. Belmont, thanks for coming on and uh, talking basketball with us. Uh, we'd love to have you on again because uh, clearly you definitely know your stuff um, a lot more than at least I I know my basketball. So uh, <laughs> it's really fast. <laughs> Put you on mute every time I say, Siri, what happened when? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I definitely have to type stuff uh, too, uh, especially with like when I'm doing work and stuff like that. So oftentimes I come unprepared such as today. Um, But, oh, you, uh, you gave me a thumbs up, Ryan. Thank you. I appreciate the thumbs up.
and a laughing emoji. All right, awesome, Ryan. Yeah, you're too much for Skype. Um, but yeah, if you guys don't uh, don't have anything else, uh, good luck to everybody with uh, March Madness brackets, guys. Send me yours. We'll tweet them out, um, and we'll keep track of uh, who's winning and uh, stuff like that. Um, Ryan will definitely uh, send you an invite to uh our bracket uh robert i know we uh we've got a group going so ryan we'll get you plugged in on that too um but yeah if you guys don't have anything else uh everybody good luck in march madness and we'll see y'all next episode all right go thank you guys (laughs) so (laughs) yeah